happy to sit down and look at your situation and look at what's your free cash flow each month, what liquidity is on hand, and how can we put all that together to create a, a policy that fits your situation that you can use to get after your goals. You're listening to The Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Azria Show. I am your host, Marcus Maloney, and we have our co-host and executive director, Mike Del Preet, with us. Hello. How you doing, Mike? All right. Awesome. Awesome. So we're recording Zoom on today because I'm unfortunately out of state. Jack is out of state and Mike is in Phoenix. But we always want to make sure we bring things and great resources to you all. So today we have Jack Carlson. If you are unaware of who Jack Carlson is, it's definitely with Bridal Wealth, one of our business associates with Infinite Banking and with Whole Life Insurance. So, Jack, man, today we want to kind of get on a personal level, right, and talk about you and how you're using investments to set your life up for success. So, man, let's kind of talk about that, stay on that. And then I have a personal story that Azria and Unbridled Wealth helped me with in my own personal investing career. So I'm going to be a real life testimonial on this episode as well. So, <laughs> so Jack, man, how's it going, man? Yeah. Been thanks for to? having me, Marcus and Mike. Yeah. We'd love to just, we, we've been able to share Olivia, Jason and I, we get to be a sponsor for Azria and had a lot of chances to walk really specifically through the infinite banking strategy, but yeah, I wanted to, unpack how I came across this and how it changed my wealth paradigm. I actually studied finance in school, spent some time at Morgan Stanley and was in the very just kind of like traditional financial world before I came across the infinite banking concept. And I think the the contrast with it is there's a there's a great book called Principle Based Planning that talks about like the traditional model is accumulate money in accounts that you typically can't access for a long time and hope that mm -hmm. the, the accumulation of that can create income for you at some point down the road. And I know in the real estate community, it's like, well, we, we actually want to control our capital and acquire assets today that produce income, appreciate over time, have tax benefits. And the question that comes up with that is like, well, where do we store our dollars first before we then invest in those things? And before I met Jonathan Weald, the managing partner at Unbridled Wealth, I was just like, bank accounts, maybe a brokerage account if we're a little yep. riskier, but want to try to grow faster before we purchase something. And then he shared with me about how whole life insurance, though it gets a very bad rap, it can actually be structured in a unique way that really minimizes the death benefit aspect of life insurance early on. And maximizes the amount of your premium that goes into what's called cash value and is accessible to you. And the big picture of it is like, 
learning to think how banks work. Banks, we deposit money with them. They only keep 10% on hand and loan mm -hmm. out the rest of our dollars. They pay low interest rate to us, loan out at six to 30%, depending on the, the loan type and make a pretty great spread on that. So with infinite banking, we're instead of storing money to the bank, storing it in a life insurance policy that we own and where our dollars accumulate grow over time at a guaranteed rate and dividends, but are always accessible to us. So for, for me, when I came across this, thankfully it was during the CARES Act in 2020 where they waived the 10% early withdrawal penalty on qualified plans. And my wife and I made a big jump and just cashed those out, did a big year one dump in into that policy. And since that time, about, yeah, three and a half years ago, we've probably taken four or five policy loans out that funded the furnishing and launching Airbnb that we own. Okay. We invested in an oil opportunity, a Forex opportunity, e-commerce opportunity. So I've kind of been, yeah, like very much yeah, in a busy. learning yeah. uh, mindset <laughs> with investing. Yeah, definitely love real estate. We kind of did the house hack model where we have a separate space on our house that is now Airbnb and covers our mortgage or more most months of the year. So want wow. to do that again soon and yeah the, the process of how infinite banking fits with those investments is we have this pool of capital in our policy that we borrow against at a fixed four percent rate and can pay that back flexibly kind of depending on the investment like with rental income of the airbnb the first profits that came in we paid back the loan to kind of replenish that line of credit but the cool thing is a lot like a HELOC, like the full amount of our original dollars in that policy continue growing, even if we have the life insurance carrier's money borrowed out to do some other activity. So yeah, it's yeah. been a total game changer for our mindset. And I think I calculated using like, I don't know if people are familiar with like the 4% rule for retirement accounts. They say like, you can withdraw 4% of your account sustainably in retirement and for sure not run out of money. So a million dollars creates 40,000 a year of income. And I think we're to the point where in monthly income that's coming in, we like the cumulative amount we'd need in a qualified plan is $600,000. And we'd okay. be nowhere close to that <laughs> if mm -hmm. we were doing the traditional model. Traditional so, way. Yeah. So yeah, I think the value of controlling your capital is huge. I think most people like we just do the default thing and like, yeah, like give up control of those dollars yeah. and, and hope that that accomplishes what we want it to. But then all these opportunities that may come across our plate over 30 years, like we just lack ability to take advantage yeah. of those if we don't have access to capital. Um, so yeah, yes. there's a... Yeah, go ahead. That's that's one of the things that I do like about what you all introduced to me about using a whole life policy is because, you know, for one with you and you said a, you said a lot there, Jack, you know, we get used to just doing like a 401k plan or we do traditional, you know, IRA or Roth IRA. And then when you withdraw, say a great opportunity comes and you want to withdraw that money to put it into another 
you know, a high yielding opportunity, you have to take a benefit, you, you have to take a hit, you know, when you withdraw that capital. So then you look at the dynamic between, hey, is me taking this draw and this hit worth me investing into this opportunity? Because you got to look at the deficit that, hey, me withdrawing this money, that's, that's, you know, decreasing the yield that I'm making on this investment because I have to take that into account where with the whole life insurance policy, you don't have that, you know, uh, deficit or that, that hit that you, that you have in the beginning when you withdrawing that money, because it's your money basically in the eyes of, of the carrier. And then you can use it as you see fit. And as an investor, like you said, sometimes we come across these opportunities and we want to be able to jump and move quickly and not have to wait for somebody to sign a document, release the money, and then pay taxes on that money and get hit and then be able to use that money. So that was one of the benefits that I saw in it. That was amazing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you're sharing is is spot on of like the vehicles that we use to store our money. We got to think about like, what's the purpose of this? What, what are the, the things that happen if we need to access capital? I think in 2008, I don't, I don't know if I should say the number because I'm not exactly sure, but I think something like 70% of people tapped qualified plans. And it's like, there was, yeah, there was wow. no emergency savings. Like people were out of work and like those, mm-hmm. that vehicle is not designed to do that because you take the 10% penalty and taxes. So even just like, setting up your financial life to fit what happens in life. Like there's, there's a lot of uncertainty in life Mm -hmm. with work, with health, apart from even investment opportunities that come along. So I think whole life just creates a really solid foundation too, because it's it's this vehicle that always grows, can always be accessed tax-free by borrowing against it rather than withdrawing Mm -hmm. and realizing gains. There's long-term care built into it. There's predator protection. There's a permanent death benefit that will be left behind to kids and next generation. So it, yeah, I've heard it described as like a financial Swiss army knife. Like if you're just viewing it as like, oh, like a four to 5% rate of return year over year, like I can do better than that. It's like, yeah, you can. But what what if you pick up all the benefits of this first? And then do everything else that you're hoping exactly. to do that can yield more. So that's that's the key to it. Like the the whole life policy isn't isn't what builds wealth alone. It's how you use it. Use it right. Uh, so that's definitely a, a good clarifier for people who want to be like, oh, I could get more in the S and P five hundred, and it's like, yeah, you probably will, and you should. But mm-hmm. don't let that distract you from the the value of controlling your capital and being the bank in your personal life. And it's even good for those, because here at Azria, we get a lot of people like, hey, I have access to money, like their 401k or whatever it is, and what should I do with it? And even if you don't know what, and I always say, hey, if you don't know what to do with the equity in your house, or you might not want to be pulling that out if you don't know what to do and you're no. just spending it wrong. But I, what I like about the the policy here is, they could put the money in there and it still earns them money. And they mm-hmm. can, and even if they're not ready to invest or they don't see an investment opportunity, like I think you guys mentioned the scenarios where you can buy a car for your kid or you could even daily yep. things within your life. You can 
make money on it and use it rather than you know waiting mm-hmm. for an investment. So, I, so it's crazy, isn't it? Crazy how like when I worked at Verizon Wireless, it's like you trusted the company you worked for. So when they're like, go to Fidelity and go here and. 401k will match this. You get all this exciting stuff and you trust them. You're excited. They're going to work the money for you. Um, yep. Whereas you have this tool here, right? That we don't get taught on mm-hmm. like how you can use it in so many great ways. It's great. And, and you know what? One of the, one of the key things that, I, that really sparked my interest about it is because I was looking for a vehicle so I can gain some compounding interest, right? Because compounding interest is the eighth wonder of the world. So for you guys that's listening, it's a way for your money to just kind of just reduplicating itself, reduplicating itself. And I was looking for a vehicle. And then when I stumbled across Jack and they were talking about, you know, whole life insurance policy. So by the way, guys, we're talking about how to use an insurance policy to invest in real estate. So, and I'm a firm believer in it because I've done it, right? So I'm going to give you guys a real life case study of something that I've done personally, you know, last year in acquiring, no, earlier this year in acquiring a duplex with my whole life insurance policy. So, I mean, Jack, it's, it's amazing. You're investing in oil, plus you did your Airbnb and things like that with your policy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's investments. A cool story I'll, I'll tack on to some guys that I've learned a lot about this concept from. They first came across the infinite banking concept, I think around 2008. And just in the setting of family, his father-in-law owned a lot of Bank of America stock and sold that, thankfully, before it went to $3 wow, and then wow. was sitting on a lot of Bank of America cash. And at the same time, this guy's wife, was starting a dental practice and got needed a $600,000 business loan to start a practice and was paying Bank of America like $6,000 a month at 7%. And they kind of sat down there and were like, hold on a sec, like we're taking a loan from Bank of America and paying them interest. But her dad is sitting on all this cash that could and could pay off Mm -hmm. that loan and be the bank for the family. And through that process, insert a policy so that there's, yeah, like family legacy that's being created, just a vehicle that can grow money along the way while using it to help his daughter launch this dental practice. So yeah, apart from just even just investments in your personal life, I think when you zoom out and think about the family impact this can have and and just the reality that families like the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, they've been using these policies for seven generations and mm-hmm. no one in their family ever needs to go to a bank again because they have massive yeah. pools of capital that people can access for education, real estate, or starting businesses. And it's not like a gift, like it's it's banking and just this idea of like, yeah, don't don't just give your kids money to do things like give them the gift of banking and understanding that and like make sure they qualify for a loan from the family banking system yeah there's so much to just learn and teach about how money works with this tool so it's awesome that you got it in process now like i I think you started your policy like a year or two ago and are already putting it to work 
is awesome, Marcus. Yeah, so so just guys, just to give you my my quick case study, we sold the property. We were sitting on a lot of cash, and we just had it in the money market account at the time. And then when I was introduced to Jack and the Unbridled Wealth team, prior to that, I was, again, like I said, I was looking for something where I can put money in to get compounding interest. And I was evaluating, looking at different resources and different things, and I stumbled upon Nelson Ash and the Infinite Banking concept, but I was just like, uh, I don't know, you know, I heard some some iffy things about it, you know, but then we did a podcast about a year and a half ago. Actually, I was sitting in one of my flips in Chicago at the time. We was doing I remember a podcast. That. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I had made a decision then that I was going to do it. I talked to my wife and we did it. So we put, we opened up a million dollar policy. We deposited about a hundred grand into that policy. And we sat on it for a little bit less than a year, right? And, and I was talking with Olivia and she was like, well, Marcus, you could do this, you could do that, you could do that. And, and by the time we got done talking, I had all of these amazing ideas, right? And I'm like, Olivia, slow down, slow down. But <laughs> what we did was we were, my wife, she was searching the internet and we invested in a small town right outside of Chicago in Illinois called Kankakee. And they had a two-unit apartment complex that had squatters in it and it was selling for like $55,000. So I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to try it on this. And we didn't use the whole, we didn't use the whole 55, we didn't pull a whole 55 grand out to do it. We said, you know what, we'll just do it on the down payment and the renovations, which was about $30,000. So I was like, I'm going to test this to see how the process is for me to get my money, right? See how easy it was for me to get access to the money. So immediately I emailed Olivia. I said, Olivia, we found it. We found an opportunity, you know, that we want to invest in. And what's the process? She emailed me over a document. I filled out the document, emailed it back, and the money was in my account the next day, right? It was a simple as that wasn't no pre-qualifying no qualification or anything like that real quick on that so marcus and jack so you put the 100 grand but you said you you sat on it for a bit so jack what's usually the turnaround time so if marcus put the 100 grand in on an investment the next week right what would be that what's usually the the length of time you have to wait yeah so depends on the carrier the carrier that marcus uses emeritus you can fund the policy, get it issued. And then as soon as the cash value numbers update, you can turn around and request a loan. Yeah. And get that money right back out. Year one, I, I think we've talked about this before, but year one is the highest cost of insurance year on the policy. Cause that's when mm -hmm. underwriting happens. Agents get paid a commission that's very reduced from what a traditional whole, whole life policy would look like. But yeah, so if Marcus put in a hundred, he probably had cash value of around eighty that he could access, yeah. and he mentioned he pulled out thirty. Um, so yeah, that's kind of yeah how it works. But all you got to do, like you said, like it doesn't impact your credit score. Like the policy is a private contract with you and the insurance carrier, so it doesn't show up on credit, doesn't show up like on taxes because it's it's a loan, it's tax free money mm -hmm. coming to you from the insurance carrier. But the cool thing is you're still compounding off the 80,000 exactly. in cash value, 
while the 30 is out. And that's that's the magic of it. It's getting your dollars doing two things at one time. Yep. So so right. So that those dollars are both the the one set of dollars is really producing bringing in two streams of income, you know, from that. So we used we used the thirty thirty thousand for the renovation and the acquisition of the property. So I didn't want to I didn't want to pull all of it. So I said, okay, well I'll still go to my local community bank and get the loan for the property. And once we did that, everything approved. The loan was at six percent. So then we said, okay, you know we get four percent return on dividend return on our on our policy. So we can save 2% in interest if we take that loan back from the bank and then just fund the whole policy, right? So my initial thought was, hey, I'll take, you know, 50 grand and just pay off the bank loan. Olivia said, no, wait, 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 do not do that. She said, take the 50 grand, open up another policy, right? Structure another policy with, with the 50 grand or so, and then pull that money out and pay the bank off. So now, hmm. so now I gain two percent interest to myself versus what I was paying to the to the bank. So I saved two percent interest there, and now I still have another policy that's running in the background on that fifty thousand dollars. So now I got me having two policies, but four streams of income really coming off of those those two policies. And just to be completely transparent, that one property, we bought it for 54, put about another, let's just say round numbers, 20 into it, all in at 75 grand. But that thing is, I'm getting gross 1700 bucks a month off of that property and net around $1,100 a month. So I'm getting $1,100 plus the savings, 2% interest, by taking it away from the bank, plus both of those policies at four percent is generating generating a dividend, and the money's not even there, right? <laughs> the money is already being used, you know, on an asset. So just for you guys to think about that, you know, instead of going to a bank, if you come into a windfall of money or you have money sitting in the money market account. Or something like that, or 401k, that could be a great vehicle for you to continue to increase dividends and still use that money for other investments. So Marcus. So thanks to Azria introducing me to Unbright Well, and then Jack and Olivia taking care of me to where I was able to do that. So do you make monthly payments to your two accounts, Marcus? Like to pay the back the loan? Yes, yes to pay back the loans. And I'm not really making that payment. My tenants are making that payment. Of course, of course. And, and, yep. and Jack, and he doesn't, there's no like set payment he has to pay, right? He can make it up his own payment himself. Yep, yep. He can set that monthly amount. Um, and yeah, like it, it can be a different scenario for whatever you're involved in. Like we have people who invest in a syndication and maybe just pay interest only on the policy loan for a few years before that gets refinanced or sold and they they get their their principal and more back and then they pay off the loan. So 
yeah, like if rental income's coming in, that can make sense to set up a monthly repayment to the policy loan. But if not, like if you're expecting a windfall a few years out, just pay interest only on that loan and to keep it from interest getting added and compounding. We don't want that that kind of math working against us. So yeah, yeah. but it's it's very flexible. And the reason for that is the the life insurance carrier knows that even if you pass away with an outstanding loan, they have a death benefit that they can pay off the, the loan amount and then issue the rest of it to your beneficiary. So they aren't they aren't worried about when they get paid. We want to be smart, yeah. kind of honest bankers to ourselves by paying back the policy. But how and it, the amount that you do that is is based on what you want to do. So yeah, I'm so I'm more so worried about the wife because I got like a 1.3 million dollar policy on myself, and I don't want her to get any ideas, right? <laughs> hey, I knew someone that you know you can set it up where she can be investigated to be. Well, I'll bring your wife into this. <laughs> Not like that. She had nothing to do with your death until the money gets released. Wow, that's. <laughs> Maybe not, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. And I mean, it's it's an awesome vehicle. Like like Jack said, he's doing it with some oil investments. We was joking on with him before we got on. He's an oil baron now, and he's doing it through his, through his life insurance policy. So for you guys that's out there and you're thinking, how can I save and not pay 8% interest on your next investment? Bank with yourself if you have the liquidity to do so. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. And just so everyone knows, with Unbridled Wealth, Olivia, Jason, and I, we're we're happy to sit down and look at your situation and look at what's your free cash flow each month, what liquidity is on hand, and how can we put all that together to create a, a policy that fits your situation and that you can use to get after your goals. So yeah, it's just, it's a tool. It's not yeah, it's not the end-all be-all, but it's a great place to kind of create a dynamic flow of your dollars. Like really mm -hmm. similarly to like why we use credit cards instead of just paying for things right from our bank account with a debit card. It's so we can get get the points, get like yeah. traveler protection, delay payment for 30 days, build a credit score. Like that's why we're, we interrupt the flow of our money to pick up extra benefits and in the same way whole life policy picks up all these benefits for you. And yeah, for people who are maybe still skeptical about like, why is this the vehicle? Something to kind of let you in behind the scenes on is like every major bank in our country stores billions of their tier one, like most secure capital in permanent life insurance policies. I looked at Wells Fargo's annual statement, like balance sheet from a couple of years ago, and they have over $20 billion in the cash value of life insurance and $11 billion in their real estate holdings. So think about all the bank premises of Wells Fargo across yep. our country and know that they own double that basically in life insurance. Um, so do they know something that we don't or are they just using a tool in a way that we haven't been taught? I I had finance degree and a lot of background and learning about money for 24 years before I came across this strategy. So yeah, just an invitation to learn and 
yeah, potentially implement a tool that can that can impact your family and generations of your family. You guys Go do a, a free webinar every month for for everybody, right? Yes, yes. Jason and Olivia do a kind of infinite banking crash course on the last Thursday of each month. So yeah, the next one's October 26th. This is coming, being recorded two days before that. So I don't know if people will hear that here, but yeah, check out the Azria calendar and you can see the Zoom link to join that and get more of the nuts and bolts of how the strategy works. And then, yeah, come come see me at Phoenix or Tucson monthly meetings. I usually have a table at one of those each month. So happy to share more there too. And, and you know what, guys, if you're interested, you know, ask questions, right? Because, you know, Jack, Jason, Olivia, they're, they're all pretty well versed at it because I threw some tough questions at Olivia and we were on a Zoom for about two and a half, three hours. And the customer service that I received was was outstanding. And again, Jack didn't know I was going to get on here and say any of this. Mike didn't know I was going to get on here and say any of this. But I have to appreciate, you know, what I learned from Unbridled Wealth and Olivia and Jack and Jason and what I'm continuously learning. Because now, you know, I'm going on, I'm watching all the old Nelson Nash videos and really learning like, wow, okay, I didn't know I could do this. I didn't know I So it puts another tool in your toolbox for financing and securing deals and getting deals. And now I feel way more empowered to get out there and, and, and crush it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what it's all about. We're all our greatest assets. So why not ensure that and kind of bet on that with a policy like this? Yeah, absolutely. So everybody's talking about high interest rates. You know, how can you offset the high interest rates? Here's a strategy right now that you can offset the high interest rate. So we got a deal right now at 4% interest. And that interest is coming to me, not to the bank. So it's, it's if I wanted to charge myself 8% interest, I could do that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yep. That's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, this is big and in the current interest rate environment because we get dividends based on what the insurance carrier is investing in and with higher interest rate treasury corporate bonds they're earning higher amounts and we'll 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 see that profits as those profits as policyholders via the dividend but they have both fixed and variable rate policy loan rates and the fixed is is four percent for the life of the policy so yeah it's like you said that's it's a great feature especially now People weren't saying that three years ago. I can do a little better than 4%, but right. the, the environments change. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Quickly, quickly, yeah. quickly. So you guys got to remember the last Thursday of every month from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Go on Asria's calendar. That way you can start investigating, start researching and learning more about it, right? We're not saying just jump into it. I'm a go-getter. So when I learned about it, it was like, okay, hundred grand, let's put it in there. Let's, let's work with it. But you may not be there at that point, right? And you just want to learn and figure out, well, how can I do this? You know, be on these webinars so you can, you can learn more about it and ask the questions and spend some time, you know, set aside some time to talk with Jack and Olivia and Jason about it, right? Because you always got to do your own due diligence when it's coming into investing or whatever, finance vehicle that you're going to use. It's like, Jack, I got a background in finance. I have an MBA, knew nothing about, you know, infinite banking until recently. 
and yeah, I, and I'm glad I ran into it. I don't have a background in finance, and I didn't know either. <laughs> now, but is. you got a back you got a background in real estate. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there we go. Cool, man. Well, thank so, you, Jack, for being here, man. Now, how do we get a hold of you personally if we want to reach out? Yeah, I think on the, the Azria page, it has our my email and Calendly link if you want to grab some time. Jay Carlson at unbridledwealth.com is my email. I also post on LinkedIn about financial principles like this. So feel free to follow me on there too if anyone would like to connect. You must uh, follow him. Not if yep. you, <laughs> you must if you want follow to follow me. You want the right information you learn. Awesome. There, we there go. you go. And if you want you want more information about real estate guys, you gotta follow Azria. So you can go to Azria.org at the bottom you'll see all of the social media handles from LinkedIn, Twitter, Threads, Facebook, YouTube channel. So you want more information. You want to really, really delve into real estate investing. This is where you need to be, especially if you're along that Western seaboard, because Arizona is the place to invest in real estate. No matter what people say, there's a reason why Californians are coming over to Arizona. There's a reason why, you know, those from Washington and Oregon are coming down to Arizona. So there's still opportunities. There's still great deals. And there's no better place to get the information and the resources that you need than as real. So thank you, Mike, for really being a great executive director and providing all of the resources that we need. Thank you guys for being here. Appreciate you. All right. So Mike, you want to sign us out? When is the air date? Give us all of that good info. Air date? Podcast. Well, you know, it goes into the queue. We don't have an air date for this yet. Talking about every weekly, just the weekly episodes. Okay, great, great, great. Every Friday at 8 a.m. on all podcast platforms. And if you want to watch it, you can subscribe on YouTube on Azria's page. So, And also we have other, with Jack and the Unbridled Wealth team, and we have other podcasts. If you want to know more about them and all three, the, the whole team, we have you can check that out on YouTube as well. So, yeah, appreciate it. Let's do it. All right. So you guys know what to do. Get out there. Take massive action, right? Meet Jack at our monthly meetings. He He's there. So if you want to meet, meet with him in person, right? Because we always want to bring the resources that you need. So... Another successful Azria show. Thank you, Jack, so much for being here. Uh, thank you, Mike. You guys, give us a five-star review. If you like what we're talking about, what we're bringing to the table, give us a five-star review. And if you want more information about other topics that you want us to bring, just send us a message. Go to YouTube, put it in the chat, in the uh, comment section. That way we read them and we can bring additional content uh to you so thank you so much guys thank you for being loyal listeners and it's a wrap thanks for listening to the azria show with your hosts marcus maloney and mike delpreet we hope you enjoyed this episode if you found this information valuable head over to azria.org and learn more about our community